$50 off your system. Schedule your consultation at InvisibleFence.com. All right, week five of the NFL kicks off tonight with Thursday Night Football. You've got the Colts at the Broncos. Full slate of games, obviously, this weekend. And a quarter of the way into this NFL regular season, lots of stuff to discuss and break down and talk about. And for that, we welcome back to the big show from Sharp Football Analysis, Dan Pizzuta back on the big show. Good morning, Dan. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm uh, doing fantastic. Got a lot of football stuff to, uh, to discuss with you. Let's start with... Uh, with the game tonight, more importantly, just kind of uh, the, the the overall feel of, of Russell Wilson with the Broncos. It has been it's been an interesting four weeks. Obviously, that first Monday night game in Seattle with all of the emotions and everything that went along with it. A couple of ugly wins, but you'll take ugly wins in the NFL and then losing to the Raiders. So far, what has the matchup been or, or the uh, how has the, the relationship been with with? Nathaniel Hackett and the Broncos offense and Russell Wilson in these first four games? Uh, it kind of seems like it's, you know, the, the relationship kind of seems like it's been okay. They've been figuring out what exactly this offense is going to look like. And I think that's, you know, kind of a thing that you're always going to have with Russell Wilson because he's always going to kind of fall into his habits. Uh, in, in a sense that, you know, you could have some, you know, middle of the field type of you know, plays that you'd, you know, like to get structured off play action. Uh, but he's just not going to be going there often. Uh, and it's going to be, you know, a lot of shots down the sideline because that's where he's been at his best. And I think over the past, you know, week and a half or so, we've kind of seen that's where the Broncos offense has also been at its best, you know, finding Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton kind of down the sideline. Uh, so I think we might be seeing, you know, a little bit more of a, a vertical element there. And I think when they can have that a little more in the structure of the offense instead of Wilson trying to make a play and kind of willing those plays to happen, that's probably when the Broncos offense is going to, you know, just kind of look a little better on, on a down-to-down basis. Uh Going back to uh, Russell's former team up here in the Pacific Northwest, the Seahawks uh, have have looked great. They've looked mediocre. They have looked bad. They've kind of run the gamut of uh, of ways you can look in in the in the uh, the short four games that they have played. Obviously, the schedule is going to get a little bit tougher. But going back to this last weekend, seeing forty eight points, seeing Geno Smith really look like he has command of the offense, but then also. Dan, you look back at that that game against the 49ers in week two and even the second half of that Monday night game against the Broncos where Geno just couldn't get things rolling. Um, two and two to start off the season. A lot of Seahawks fans, I think, were wondering, is this going to be a year where you're going to have maybe a high draft pick? Um, where do you evaluate the Seahawks and how they are post-Russell Wilson right now? I think they're they're in a place where... I think when you're looking forward for what it could mean for the next stage of the Seahawks, I, I think you have to feel pretty positive, yeah. right? You're probably not going to be looking at, you know, Geno Smith as the long-term answer, but I think what the point is here is that this is an offensive structure with the playmakers they currently have that they can sustain a, a good offense and an efficient offense, right? When you have guys like Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, you really just need a 
quarterback who's going to be able to take advantage of that. And I think one of one of the good things with Geno Smith is he's been such a good intermediate thrower. And I think that's where you can get both Lockett and, and Metcalf open. Um, and that's where they've been you know, working with, with a lot of their production so far this year. I think the, the offensive line has improved a little bit. You have a run game that, that's actually legitimately good right now with, with Rashad Penny. So I think there's a lot of pieces uh, in place for the structure of the offense that you could feel pretty positive going forward, whether that's, you know, with Geno Smith for maybe in the year or, you know, finding that next quarterback, whoever that's going to be. And then on the defense, it's still a place where I think we kind of talked about this before the season. It's a place where they're doing a lot of good things structurally. They just don't really have the talent or, or, or the talent's a little too young at this point to really step up and make a play, but they have a lot of good players there. I like Kobe Bryant. So I think Tariq Woolen is going to be a star um, at cornerback. So they have a lot of pieces. So I think they are still, while they're winning, they're more successful than you would have thought. Um, I think that that's even a better sign for what they could potentially be in whatever the next stage is. Dan Pizzuta, Sharp Football Analysis, joining us here on 620, Rip City Radio, talking NFL. Uh, one of the teams that is fascinating to me, Dan, has been the Philadelphia Eagles. I I root for, for Jalen Hurts. Obviously, I'm, I'm a big college football guy and seeing what happened to him, getting benched at Alabama and sticking it out. And then, of course, uh, transferring to Oklahoma and kind of did not come in as a, you know, a highly touted draft pick, but worked himself in. Looking pretty good right now with the Eagles at 4-0. What has been uh, the key to Philadelphia going from a team that, I mean, three years ago looked like a dumpster fire there in Philadelphia to now they look like a legitimate Super Bowl contender? What has been the key for the Eagles? Yeah, it's been it's been a lot of a lot of different things, but if you look at what they've been doing with the quarterback, I mean, Jalen Hurts has legitimately gotten better every year he's you know played football from uh, you know his first year in college up until now so i think right now they have a much better passing structure um you know jalen hurts is playing much better uh, in structure uh, and i think like that was kind of always a little bit of the hesitation of what you kind of thought whatever Jalen Hurts could potentially be, uh, would he be able to, the play instruction would he be able to, you know, see the middle of the field. Cause that was the thing over the first you know year and a half of his NFL career. Uh, it was just kind of deep shots down the sideline and they looked really well when they worked, but those are kind of low percentage shots. So what's he ever going to be this guy who can, you know, sustain offense from down to down. And they've figured that out now, obviously getting AJ Brown helps, you know, one of the best middle of the field receivers in the league. Uh, so you have that guy that can now stress that area of the field. They just have a lot of places where they're stressing teams horizontally. They can still stress teams vertically. Uh, it's just uh, they're, they're running well. They're running from shotgun well, and everything just kind of meshes together uh, well. And it's just a, a fully functional offense that just has answers for whatever defenses are going to be doing. They're really kind of, you know, pushing themselves where, like, they are taking advantage of everything, too. And you have Jalen Hurts, who's able to really just kind of open up a piece of the offense with that quarterback run game. It's really helped the, the running that run game also it's just everything is really working together i think the coaching staff there has really put all those pieces together just everything fits uh just so well and i think they've really done a, a good job of, of structuring the players they've got in they've been you know very um just kind of uh, deliberate in, in what they've brought in and how they've set up that offense and you can see it's just it's working like one of the best in the league right now Dan Pizzuta from Sharp Football Analysis joining us on 620 Rip City Radio. One of the fascinating uh, 
quarterback discussions in the NFL coming into the season was Lamar Jackson uh, and and the fact that they, they didn't have an extension. It seems as though uh, the quarterback market is at, a, is at a crazy place and he's kind of betting on himself. Um, what do you think the plan is going to be for, for Baltimore? Because obviously in the first couple of weeks, their, their defense hasn't looked uh, like the typical Baltimore defense has, but Lamar Jackson has been playing some pretty doggone good football in a season where he's kind of betting on himself. What do you think the ultimate plan is for the Ravens and how they get this whole thing figured out? Well, you just—I think you kind of hope there is a plan uh, at this point because if you look at the structure of the offense, the plan right now is Lamar, please be amazing. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of the only thing they have going for them right now. I think uh, Lamar Jackson is almost too good uh, because the Ravens have just really relied on him, you know, just singularly making some things happen. And when you look at the, the structure of the offense, there's just, there's not a lot of easy buttons in that offense. And it's just, um, especially in the passing game. And we're kind of, we saw that last week when Rashad Bateman went out, there's just, he doesn't have anyone to throw to. So if he's not making singularly amazing plays, uh, there's not a lot going on in that offense. So I think the Tampa Ravens should every week. I think that he does that his, his price should be going up. Uh, so I, like, I, I think they're going to get a contract done uh, at some point. Like I don't expect, I don't think the Ravens are dumb enough to let Lamar Jackson leave uh, at any point, but I think the Ravens also should be helping themselves out by getting at least some sort of structure that kind of helps Lamar out from, from the down to down, because there's not a lot in the passing structure. And like, he's just, he's relying, they're relying on him to, to be amazing. And kind of everyone is betting on Lamar Jackson at this point. Dan Pizzuto from Sharp Football Analysis joining us here on 620 Rip City Radio. All right, Dan, I get I get one selfish Steeler question because uh, the Steelers stink. They're one and three. The good news is got a young rookie quarterback, so it changes the focus for me as a fan for the season. It's now Kenny Pickett time, so playoffs and all that stuff is out the window. Now it's just about uh, building a team around Kenny Pickett. I said back in the summer, I said it's going to be week six that he starts. I was pretty close. It got to week five. Obviously, he shined during the preseason. A little, little bit of a spark as he came in and replaced Trubisky in the game against the Jets, but uh, three picks didn't help, when one of which led to the game-winning drive. But from the preseason to the little bit that we saw, and now moving forward, good luck, Kenny Pickett. You get the Bills, the Bucks, the Dolphins, and the Eagles in your first four games. But what do you see uh, from, from Kenny Pickett and from what the Steelers' offense can look like with him in there instead of Mitch Trubisky? Yeah, so it's interesting because I think the the preseason version of Kenny Pickett and what we saw when he came in uh, last week were two very different quarterbacks. I think we saw in the preseason uh, he barely threw the ball, you know, more than ten yards past the line of scrimmage. I think about like ninety percent of his throws were within ten yards of the line of scrimmage. He was very efficient there, completing a high percentage of passes, um, but it was not a lot of deep shots. And we saw him come in uh, like a quarter of his passes were, were thrown deep and they were hit or miss. Uh, I think we might've seen why in the preseason there weren't so many deep shots. Yeah. Um, I don't think he necessarily has, you know, the, the, you know, the, the Josh Allen, Justin Herbert type juice uh, for those deep passes. So he's going to have to be you know very deliberate in when those passes go. Um, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of the offense in, in general. So I, I would like to see what, you know, with, Pickett having a week, and, and I think you know that's part of what the Steelers had 
know, you had that the mini buy where you could have had 10 days to prepare for what a Kenny Pickett offense could have looked like. Uh, and instead they you stick with Trubisky and, and make the change at halftime. And obviously, like you said, Bills, Buccaneers, Dolphins, Eagles is, is not going to be easy, especially when you have the, the Bills right now or just when they're a team that can get home with four um, at the best rate in the league right now. It's, it's going to be a tough thing. So I think we will see a lot of kind of short passes. Um, not very optimistic about what that first game is going to look like. But throughout the season, I, I would like to see uh, some changes to open up some maybe some intermediate uh, area of the field a little bit because I think like that's that's a place where the Steelers have really been struggling. It's either you know short passes or it's still still kind of the Ben Roethlisberger offense where it's short passes or it's deep shots down the sideline and those aren't very high percentage ways to sustain a, a good offense over the season. So if Pickett come out and, and not look terrible in this first stretch, then I think maybe there's some hope. Uh, but this, I think the Steelers really put him in a, in a really tough spot for where he's going to be starting his career. One of the more intriguing matchups this weekend, Cowboys are playing uh, in L.A. against the Rams. I know you wrote about uh, the Rams offense going back to Monday Night Football, didn't even put a touchdown up. Um, and wondering, is this... Is this a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover? Um, is maybe some of the defenses kind of figuring out what's going on with the Rams? And then there's the Cowboys, who have not missed a step with uh, with Dak Prescott being out. The, the Cowboys' defense looks as good as any in the league. Um, what one? What is your uh, what are your thoughts on this matchup? And what's going on with the Rams' offense? Yeah, it's tough because the Rams are just kind of in this place where they've gotten a little bit worse almost everywhere, and it's had a really big impact on the overall piece. Like they're they're not they shouldn't be a bad team, but in the way they functioned last year, just taking a little bit off of what they did has really made. Just huge impact, especially when, you know, you look at the offensive line, that was the best offensive line in the league last year. Um, they were, uh, then you have Andrew Whitworth retired. They've already had a couple more injuries this year than they had all of last year. So I think when you do that, they were so good at running empty, uh, stretching the defenses horizontally, but also taking vertical. They had the most vertical empty game in the league last year. Uh, they can't really do that because they don't trust the offensive line to hold up in a five-man protection. Uh, so that takes it away. Defenses right now are stressing. You know, I think we see across the league, defenses are playing too high to stop the deep pass. Against the Rams, uh, defenses are playing some more cover three, having that second safety or a linebacker sit in the intermediate level because that's where they kill. I mean, if, I think if you think of the Rams offense right now, it's those, you know, inner intermediate Cooper Cup crossers uh, that just kind of killed. And those aren't available. The Rams are throwing to the intermediate level uh, less often than any team in the league. And they were the highest rate last year. So, and I think we see the Cowboys right now, they're playing cover three at one of the highest rates in the league independently already. So I think they're going to be sitting in the intermediate level also. Uh, and the Rams just can't really manufacture any big plays and that's all they did last year they were so good at creating those big plays uh both inside and outside structure so it's been a real struggle for them all over the place and, and the cowboys I, it's a real good defense because last year they were very high in turnovers and that's kind of how they were getting their production but this year they're playing good defense without like an unsustainable rate of turnovers they're just playing good defense overall i think it's going to be a real struggle for the rams again Dan Pizzuta, Sharp Football Analysis. You can also follow him on Twitter at Dan Pizzuta. Hey, Dan, thanks so much for the time. Uh, have a terrific weekend. We'll look forward to talking to you again soon. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. There we go. Dan Pizzuta.
Uh, sharp football analysis. Uh, great stuff on Kenny Pickett. I, don't, um, I know he had he, very detailed, but what I heard, that guy's going to be a franchise quarterback. And he's going to look... Uh, He's going to look great, and the offense needs to evolve around him. That's what I heard. I heard it's like we got we got to quit with the Dinkin and Duncan, like Roethlisberger and his dead arm. We got a young kid. He wears two gloves. That's franchise quarterback. Heard.